Welcome to the Wildlife Around You Show, a casual nature podcast with your hosts, Blaine and Lainey, both nature enthusiasts. Hi. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing very well. Good. So what have you seen outside lately? Uh, recently, I went out in our backyard to go check on something. I th- oh, I think it was to check a weather station that we put out there and realized we had a cottontail rabbit in our backyard. I think it's <laughs> built in a, or has a a den under our shed. It dashed over there and then froze and we kind of stared at each other for a while. Oh, so, it's fun to see. They're so cute. How about you? Well, in our backyard, one of the days I was sick recently and couldn't go outside. And so I was sitting in our dining room, looking out our windows, watching some of the birds and our bird feeder. And there was a wren and not a wren, a titmouse and a finch antagonizing each other on the bird feeder where one would swoop down and make the other one fly away and then it'd fly up to a branch and then it'd turn around and fly back down and the other one would fly back up and it was just entertaining watching them of there's plenty of space for both of you you can both be on the feeder but apparently they were not feeling magnanimous towards each other and didn't want to share and so it was just funny and the tip mouse was larger than the finch but with my experience in the past finches can be mean So they're feisty little birds. So it was fun. They are. So what are we going to learn about today? Today, we're going to talk about the belted kingfisher. Oh, yes. I've had my fun experiences with the belted kingfisher. (laughs) Yes, you have. My first experience was at a a river or creek nearby. I was there looking for things to photograph. And it was mostly egrets and herons. And then this belted kingfisher came and just flew up and perched right on this branch that was sticking out there but it was far enough away that i couldn't really get a clean shot of him but as soon as i tried to get closer off he went and they (laughs) kind of have this cackle that they do as they're calling and sounds like they're laughing at you and that was most of my experiences after that was lots of laughter of it Mm -hmm. Um, listening to other photographers like they get in hides and other stuff and try to get there before the sun's up because they're like they're as soon as they know you're there they're just gone yep lucked out a few times to get a half decent shot of them. Yeah, never, never very close. Nope. I don't have a hide. <laughs> Besides their uh, their obnoxious <laughs> call, mm-hmm. how can you tell a belted kingfisher? Well, they're blue gray with a white collar. Females have a brownish belly band, and their flanks are that brownish color. They have a large head in comparison to their bodies, and short legs. And they don't really, they don't have much of a neck. Um, they're around 11 to 13 inches long. They're about five to six ounces in weight and their wingspan is 18 to 23 inches. Yeah. So they're, they're decent size. Mm-hmm. I've heard described of their, their body shape is kind of like a football Yeah, because they don't really have a, a neck and the heads there, but kind of short and stocky. Yeah. But you'll find them a lot of times that they'll. In North America, they'll be along streams, rivers, ponds, lakes, those shorelines. They'll winter over in areas where the water doesn't freeze, so that way they don't lose access to their food. And the water that they use, it has to be clear. So if if it's cloudy water or a cloudy stream or some pond or something like that, they're probably not going to be there because they need to be able to see the fish below the surface. But if you have a water source that's clear and doesn't freeze and there are cliffs and 
things like that along it, chances are you're, you'll probably have some kingfishers along there. So what about nesting? So they like to nest in burrows, usually near water. Um, they will dig into the soft soil along the banks in an area that doesn't have a lot of vegetation, and that can make it easier to dig. Sometimes they locate a burrow or a nesting site in a landfill, a sand pit, or a gravel pit. And they make it high up on the bank where the risk of flooding is low. And then the male and the female both take turns digging. Yeah, which I've never never seen the nest. Mm-mm. I can reliably find a kingfisher at, at this location mm-hmm. somewhere. There's kind of a couple mile long waterway, but they're there, at least one or two of them a pair. But I have no idea where they're nest would be along there um it takes three to seven days to complete their nest sometimes it can take up to three weeks and the burrow extends three to six feet into the bank sloping up so water won't come inside it and it has an eight to twelve inch chamber at the end which is it's a pretty substantial burrow yeah so what's their behavior like well, a lot of time they'll be perched along the waterways. So on the branches that overlook the water, or if there are stumps or things like that in the water, or telephone wires or poles or anything like that, they'll be perched along those. A lot of times, either eating the food that they've just caught or looking for uh, their next meal. You can also hear their call a lot of times as they fly up and down the waterways. And so you'll hear this this call and be like, Oh, that's unique. And then you just kind of see this bullet fly past you a lot of times. They're very territorial. So they don't, you usually don't have more than a pair on a waterway unless it's a very, very long waterway. They're monogamous within each breeding season, but will form new pairs every year. And while courting, the males will feed the females, which is nice of them. It is romantic. <laughs> so once they hook up, what, what happens? So. They have, in each clutch, they have five to eight eggs. They will have one to two nesting cycles or broods. And their eggs are an inch to an inch and a half in size. Their incubation period is between 22 and 24 days. And then the nesting period is 27 to 29 days. And both parents um, share in the incubation period and share feeding the young. And this requires an average of eight fish per day per baby, which is amazing. And the nestlings can digest the bones and scales of the fish. And as they mature, that's when they start disgorging the pellets with um, the, the bones, bones and, and the scales. scales. Yeah, so you can imagine if they had a full clutch size of eight eggs and they all hatched, like trying to get 64 plus fish a day for themselves and the and the young of like they're busy. Yeah. So things they have to watch out for. They're hunted by hawks, snakes, and then other mammals, largely probably while they're eggs mm-hmm. raiding the nest, so raccoons and skunks and things like that. So what kind of fish are they looking for? They want fish that are four to five inches long or smaller. They occasionally will eat crayfish or other crustaceans or mollusks, um, sometimes insects. Or small prey animals and then even berries if they need. But they catch their fish by diving directly into the water from their perch or hovering above the water. And once it catches its fish, it returns to a perch and pounds the prey against the perch before swallowing it. 
head first. Yeah. And so it dives head first in. So the beak will break the water to catch, catch the fish. Yeah. They're fun to watch while they're fishing. Yeah. They're just little bullets. And then they go in and then whack, whack, whack fish. <laughs> Get it to stop moving long enough to switch it around. And swallow it down. Yep. So some fun facts about them is they will sometimes even show up in backyards that contain ponds or goldfish pools, which many homeowners aren't happy about. They keep losing their fish out of their pond. Uh, And a group of belted kingfishers, they're collectively known as a crown and a rattle of kingfishers, which the crown comes, I think, from being the kings and the rattle definitely comes from the call that they they Mm -hmm. make. Uh, What other fun facts are there? So they appeared on the 1986 Canadian $5 note. They also sometimes will share their tunnels with swallows. And so the swallows will dig out small rooms off of the main tunnel. But then, you know, if they're not feeling like sharing, they'll chase the swallows out. They will also dive into the water to keep from becoming prey for hawks. Yeah, it's an effective way to stop the hawk in its tracks. Mm -hmm. They're... A very energetic and busy bird. Yeah. So if you'd like to find one, uh, I would suggest starting with the water. Mm-hmm. Find a clear body of water, whether it's flowing or not, but it just needs to be clear. And then keep your eyes out on branches and power lines and things that overhang it. See if you see a good-sized bluish-white brown bird. Yep. Then you may have found one. You can always follow us on Instagram at a Porter Explorer. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new about wildlife that may be around you. To make sure you don't miss a future episode, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with friends. If you really liked it and are willing, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd love to see what you have to say. You can find the show notes for all our episodes at aporterexplorer.com slash podcast. So until next time, we encourage you to get outside daily and see what is around you. Thanks. Bye.